All right. Welcome to a, another episode of How I Met Your Mortgage. As always, I'm your host, Adam Smith, with Just the Tips Coaching. You guys will find something unique about this particular episode this week that normally our marketing director, Jen Weybor, would be here with us and she would be running all of these cool logistics and making sure that things don't get screwed up. But she is somewhere in Europe today, either Portugal or Spain, doing some epic hike and, of course, uh, will not be with us. But we do have a really cool guest with us this week. Welcome to the show, Sarah Manchel. Hi, Sarah. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Let me give you a little background and maybe some of our audience that isn't uh, in our regular viewership or listenership. Um, when we have real estate agents on the show, when we invite real estate agents to be on the show, it's usually because we've done what's literally a couple years of research about that person, followed their production. We know they produce. We know they do good work. We know they're going to have good content, good ideas to share with the remainder of the, well, lead gen audience, real estate agents, mortgage originators, insurance agents, financial planners, whatever. And you are here in Colorado, sort of, although I'm guessing your world is a uh, little bit different than ours here in Denver. Um, (laughs) you're, You're way down south, almost in New Mexico. And still, you know, it's funny because you're doing such great business and it's not like you have 4 million people to work with like an agent would in the Denver metro area or even let's say 8 million in Atlanta or whatever the case may be. So you've got a really good toehold on your market. I do. Yeah. Uh, Tell us about your market. Where is it? What are the populations like? What are the properties like? Give us some insight. Okay. Uh, so, well, I originally moved down to Trinidad, Colorado. So that's where most of my business is. Um, I lived there for probably five years and that is a town of about 10,000. It's a border town. It borders New Mexico. Um, so it brings in a lot of people from the South, Southern States, um, because it's really hot down there in the summer and they want to come up here where it's cooler and enjoy the mountains. So we've got a lot of open space, a lot of mountain properties with acreage, a lot of land available. So people tend to come up here to just recreate and enjoy the mountains. And, and so that's kind of Trinidad. Um, I actually moved to the mountains myself because why not? I mean, it's, beautiful here. And it's really hard not to want to be in the mountains. So I live in La Vida, which is a town of about 800. Wow. (laughs) And so it's very small. We all know each other. Um, But, you know, again, it's it's very much a community of uh, people coming from out of the area to recreate and and enjoy a vacation. Um, So we get a lot of that. And and you know, when I got into real estate, I wanted to focus on multiple areas and learn the the whole Southern Colorado area. So, um, so I think that's helped me produce a lot more because I'm willing to go a lot further than a lot of other agents are, you know, some agents just focus right on Trinidad or La Vida. You know, I'm all over two counties and expanding still today. So, uh, so that's definitely helped. All right. Well, 
You covered a little bit of it, but let's get into the Wayback Machine here. How did you start? What? How did you get into real estate? Uh, you know, I felt like it was kind of a natural thing. When I got into real estate, I had already purchased two homes, uh, the second one being in Trinidad. And I kind of liked the process of real estate, but more than that, I love seeing homes and being in other people's homes, I guess. Um, and so... Uh, so that kind of, you know, started the process of finding that second home and and just really enjoying it. Um, but I love working with people. I've always worked with people my entire life. And I, you know, the, and so it, it's kind of just a good match for me to work with people, help them find what they need. I've always been in some sort of customer service or sales. So it was really natural for me. Um, and then, you know, I, I like structure and I like systems and real estate has a lot of that. If you introduce it into your business, I know some agents don't, but I, you know, that's like my big deal is I have this system that I have to use or it just doesn't work as well. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's how I got into it. All right. Well, that we probably do want to hear more about. I do think that systems are ridiculously important on not just the transactional side, but certainly on the lead gen side where buyers and sellers are coming from. And obviously these aren't enormous areas, Trinidad being your booming metropolis of 10,000 people compared to Levita. And obviously we talked a little before we went live that uh, we have a home down in Southern Colorado, probably Gosh, I don't know what, maybe an hour north, northwest of Levita would be Westcliff? Yeah, hour and a half. In that arena. Um, so we've certainly got a grip. And uh, Westcliff borders another town called Silvercliff. And I think the population between the two of them is like 1,200. So we're not talking <laughs> yeah, about you know enormous areas by any means. There's no traffic signal, for example. There is a four-way stop in the middle of town. I think that that's uh, about as booming as it gets. But... Um, certainly a beautiful part of the world and a very different type of population. And a lot of it, the, well, you even mentioned it before we went on, is that everybody knows everybody. Um, there, there's just no way of avoiding that in a town of 800. There's probably not a lot of avoiding that in a town of 10,000 for that matter. It's just not sure. that big a number. And Trinidad's obviously not been a big area. It's kind of the last stop down the road before we get to New Mexico as we uh, drive out of here from the Denver area. So how long have you been doing this? I am in it seven years in January. Okay. That's not a ridiculously long period of time. Now, granted, we know you've blown through the 80% of agents fail in the first two years and 85% in the first five years and so on and so forth. But this is not an easy business to do in a small town. There's not a lot of real estate. There are not a lot of buyers and sellers. So, I'm, and I'm guessing even in La Vida, you're not the only real estate agent. No, <laughs> no, not okay. at all. Right. And I'm often competing against agents that grew up here and know everyone intimately. You know, they they went to school with them or they were babysat by <laughs> so-and-so oh, or whatever, you know. So it it was definitely difficult to break into the market at first. Um, you know, I started with buyers and that was a little easier. You can buy a lot of buyer leads. But getting into the selling, the, the listing side, was very difficult uh, because I'm not trusted. I'm not known. 
And it took a lot of time to um, get to know people and to gain their trust. So, um, but, you know, if you start with a lot of buyer leads and you sell them homes, eventually they are going to want to sell. And, you know, you just, you have already earned their trust um, and it's easy for them to want to come back to you. So that's, you know, in conjunction with getting to know everyone locally, but also having a lot of buyers um, has helped me with getting a lot of, a lot more listings in the last two, three years, I'd say. Sure. Sure. That makes sense in that normal cycle. So yes, there were buyer's leads in the beginning. Mm -hmm. You're actually buying information, trying to connect with people. That's a tough way to generate leads. Yeah, it is. No question. <laughs> um, it's not what I would consider cost effective. And it's obviously difficult. You're essentially a stranger. Nobody has any degree of no like or trust. Right. Now, granted, through your cycle, help buyers, they eventually want to sell. They're going to come back to you, those kinds of things. But in order to do that as well, you've got to be staying in front of people. Right. right. I mean, we we Absolutely. know that consumers, buyers and sellers don't remember their real estate agent, wouldn't reach out to them five years down the road, that kind of thing. What kinds of things are you doing to stay in front of people? I assume there's a lot of community involvement. Uh, there is. Yes. Um, so, you know, a lot of it is going back to the systems. Um, so I use a CRM. I highly encourage all agents to use a CRM. I know it's painful at first, but once you get it going and, you know, and you've got all your scripts and drips and all of that in there, it helps to run itself. So, you know, it's really important to continue to reach out to your closed people. Um, and we do that through texting, emailing, and calling, and we just have our drip so we don't forget about them. And not that I'm going to forget about them anyway, but with everything that goes on in a daily basis, you've got to have those to-dos that pop up when they're supposed to. So we've got a drip for our closed people. Um, what kind and, of content goes out? Uh, so we do market updates. Uh, we do specific, um, properties that are listed in their neighborhood or in their area that they can see what's going on with, you know, their neighbors or whatnot. Um, you know, just phone calls to catch up is a really easy thing to do. And, you know, of course I want to hear from them. They hopefully want to hear from me too. Uh, and then we'll do, um, I'll send out cards, you know, on holidays or birthdays, um, little things like that. So, so very personal touches. Um, in fact, we uh, just got a comment from a past client of yours, Zibby Lanham. Oh, really? And, nice. Yeah, and she says she says that Sarah is so nice. I used her twice, and uh, we <laughs> appreciate the uh, iambic pentameter there, Zibby, as well as the fact that that's obviously a big piece of the puzzle. And you said it when we first started talking. It's a it's a people business. I mean, there's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You've got to love the people that you're working with and vice versa. That certainly helps. You also touched on the fact that if you're not in touch with your past clients, they are somebody else's prospects. We're certainly big on that as well. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's important. Uh, no question. When did you start to see this shift where your business went from, you know, buying leads to being repeat and referral. How, how far into the business were you? I was about three years. So midway, uh, apparently, uh, basically, um, you know, 
started seeing some of my buyers wanting to sell. Um, I really with listings, I started with foreclosures, like the first year and a half, two years that I was in there. And so, you know, some, some of those folks came back um, after they purchased and then, but the three year mark was really when I started seeing a lot more interest. Um, I started doing a lot of mailers out to uh, people that I thought would want to sell. Um, I, I've got a couple people on my team that do a lot of farming and look for properties that should be selling. Uh, you know, maybe they've owned it for a long time. Maybe they're an older, uh, you know, elderly person. So we're, we're actively farming all the time, looking for people that maybe have thought about selling, but no one's approached them. Um, so we'll send out mailers. We'll do cold calls even um, just to, you know, get in front of people in that way. Uh, so yeah, that three year mark, I just started seeing a lot more listings, um, whether it came from people that have started seeing me in the community. I've always been really big online. So in my social media, uh, social media has been huge for me. I, I've got someone that runs that for me and not a lot of agents down here are doing that. So it's really easy to find me I and mean, you just look at my name and you can find everything you want to know about me. And I think that helps people want to trust me, be able to know a little bit more about me uh, without actually having to meet me. And, you know, and eventually they reach out and we have great conversations. And, you know, really, it's once I can get people on the phone, we we really have a good rapport after that. So, yeah, I would say that that's a valuable tool. And I understand that there's a significant degree of different kind of use from people in smaller communities than in the big ones when it comes to social media. But for those of you watching or listening, if you're not really embracing it, take a page from the book of Sarah here. <laughs> there, She doesn't have an enormous audience. There aren't a lot of people that live where she lives and she would endorse using social media as an incredible tool this way. And she really hit some nails on the head with the fact that she's got somebody doing it for her. Not the content, but obviously the posting and so on and so forth because uh, there isn't somebody pretending to be Sarah. It's really Sarah. Right. Um, that it's transparent, it's authentic, that if you want to get to know her, you can, which she's absolutely right, enables those people to have a degree of know, like, and trust before they even talk to you, before they even meet you in person. They've already got some kind of connection with you. They think they know you. So, yeah, if you're not taking advantage of that kind of stuff and not just social media, but video and using social media as great distribution platforms for video is a phenomenal way to do this. All right. I want to back up a little bit because you had briefly mentioned having a CRM. What are you using? Uh, what am I using? I'm using Follow Up Boss. I've okay. used Boomtown as well. Boomtown is really good. Uh, Follow Up Boss is you know, better for me. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it, so, I mean, but any CRM that you use, I think, is worthwhile. I mean, even with Zillow, when I was buying Zillow leads there for a while, they give you a CRM. Anything that you can use to help you stay organized, help you see who has been contacting you or you've been contacting anywhere you can have your to-do list. Um, you know, I like Follow Up Boss because... It has everything there that I need. It's really user friendly. You can connect, um, you know, husband and wife, or you can connect, uh, you know, a person with their lender. It's just so easy to use. And um, everything's just right there on the screen for you to see. So it's... I mean, I've always used a CRM for the most part. And my, maybe my first year I didn't because I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> but but with the CRM, uh, you know, it just helps you stay so organized and you can do everything in it. I don't need my Gmail email anymore. Um, I don't need my cell phone number. I have a number through follow-up boss. I always call through there. So everything I do is through that CRM and it tracks everything, you know? So if you needed to look back and find out, you know, anything that you did with whoever it's there. And you don't have to remember it. You do. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, Einstein said, never remember anything you can look up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I always tell people my memory is only as good as the notes I make. <laughs> That's certainly true. And yeah, nice plug for follow up boss there. I uh, like that. I'm not sure that I've seen it in action, but uh, there you're obviously not alone. They have a uh, solid following and a lot of people are using it. But yeah, having some kind of a CRM. Uh, yeah, no matter who you are, uh, please find one, use one. Uh, obviously, the colloquialism, the long-running joke about the very best CRM is the one you'll use is, you know, stereotypes exist for a reason, as does that colloquialism. Please, yes, find one that you like and use it because it's invaluable. I can't even begin to... Uh, express how different life would be, how different my business would be, how different the volume of transactions I've done over my career would be if not for the use of good data organization that way, contact data, calendar data. Um, you had said to-do list. I'm a little anti-to-do list. If I have something that needs to be done, it goes on the calendar. Right. Yeah. And this um, adds it to the calendar too. So it's, yeah, okay. it's all there for you. We have tasks and we have appointments. So kind of have to keep them separate because there's so much going on, but yep. It, it incorporates it all in there for you. Um, so, you know, find, find one and use it. And it, it, it takes a lot of time to set up. I'm not going to say it doesn't. Once it's set up, it's set up and then you just use it. It's, it's great. Okay. So you've got a bunch of top of mind techniques going on a lot of it running through your crm email text calls snail mail did you mention you were doing market updates is that electronic or uh market updates are electronic yep okay. um we do snailers uh we send out postcards to um communities that we want to try to get listings for. Um, so, you know, if I've sold something there, I'd like to send them a sold thing. If I've listed something there, I'll send them a listing postcard. Um, land is huge down here. So I sell a lot sure. of land, like third of my business is selling land. So I usually just send them letters or a little postcard, um, just letting them know I'm here. If they're thinking of selling, you know, reach out. Um, that actually works really well. Uh, 
for whatever reason. <laughs> Probably not a lot of people sending letters to people that just own land. Um, but I, you know, that's one of my favorite things to do is sell land and mountain homes on acreage. I love being outside and um, just, you know, adventuring around with my dogs. <laughs> so it's a pretty, yeah, pretty fun part of my job. It's uh, something I didn't think I'd be doing when I first got into real estate. It didn't even occur to me. Um, but one of my first brokers uh, sold a lot of land as well. He used to be a surveyor for 20 years. And so I learned a lot of tools and tips and tricks for finding boundary lines and all of that fun stuff. Um, and just, I, I'm an outdoor type person. So I love doing that. And it was, I was like, oh, well, I have the best job ever. Get to spend my time outside and, uh, you know, take my dogs with me. It's great. That is fantastic. I know somewhere in here being in a rural area and snail mail, there's a Pony Express joke. I just can't quite <laughs> formulate it in my head. Um, and yeah, credit where credit's due. The post office uh, gets things delivered eventually. There's no need to remind them every six months. Right. <laughs> yeah, as long as I get the letter out. eventually and reach out, it's fine. <laughs> Whenever it happens, that's great. All right. So there was something else that you had mentioned briefly that I really want to get your take on. Some of it because it's small towns, some of it because it's things that people really should be doing and focusing on. You're doing it relatively early in your business, in my opinion, but it sounds like it's, you know, leading towards an exit, an eventual exit strategy. But you had mentioned that you have a team. That there are other people working with you. Tell us about that structure. Who does what? Uh, a nice shout out for your people as well. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I don't have a team of agents. It's not a team of agents that I work with, although, you know, it's um, in the works. I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> get that far. Uh, so my husband, Branton, has been a huge part of my team from the very beginning. And he is kind of the back end person that um, you know, is farming, is doing marketing, is helping me stay organized on the CRM, um, bookkeeping. I mean, you know, he does everything really. And then I have my transaction coordinator. I've had a transaction coordinator for years and I've worked with several different people. Um, but I'm with Jessica Armstrong with TC created right now. And she is awesome. She's got a team as well. So she can always handle um, tons of transactions and tons of different agents, which is great. And then um, just hired uh, a friend of mine, Tomas Herrera, January 1st of this year. And he has been doing some ISA work. Um, he used to be a real estate agent. And so he will start CMAs for me so I can go through and check them. Um, he also helps keep me organized <laughs> through the CRM um, and can do some follow-up uh, calls and emails for me. So it's, yeah, that's what we do. Okay. So when we refer to your team, we're referring to uh, operations, not sales, Correct. which is really cool. And I'm big on that as well. I think by industry definition, I have uh, four or five LOAs plus processors, so on and so forth, strictly for my production. I'm not going to lie. I'm not as good about building up the sales side when it comes to my team as I am with the operations side, which of course puts a heavy burden on me and subsequently on you to be doing all of that sales work yourself. 
Now, seven years in versus, oh my God, I'm not even going to talk about how long I've been uh, doing mortgages because it's Looney Tunes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not really that old. I just look it. Um, so yeah, that's a tough thing. So you had mentioned that you want to foray into other agents, more uh, of a buildup on your team on the sales side. What does that look like for you? What's your timeline for that? How do you uh, foresee that go? I have several agents that I've been kind of talking with and a few in mind that I haven't reached out to yet. Um, you know, so I'm with EXP Realty, which is such a great company anyway. And so there's a couple agents that are high producers um, that I would just like them to join EXP because we could team up in that way, um, just be a little bit more connected. But as far as my team, I, I am looking for agents that um, are a little newer, but somewhat seasoned and um, that produce a good amount, but I can tell would like to do more. And so it's on my list for this year to try to recruit, you know, a couple, <laughs> maybe even just one would be great, but uh, a couple agents would be great um, because I produce so many leads uh, and, you know, the goal is to give great customer service and to be there for, you know, the buyers and the sellers when they need me. Um, but if I'm producing so many leads, I can't handle them all myself. That's when we really need to step it up and have other agents on the team. So we've got, um, you know, an idea of what the team would look like and how the commission splits would be, you know, split. Um, and bonus structures even, you know, to make it a little bit more enticing because you know, all the agents down here, you know, are either really seasoned or don't really want to be a part of a team because you do take that extra cut. But the thing is, is that we're producing so many leads. Uh, you couldn't do that yourself. You're going to make more money on a team no matter what. So um, right now, the way I'm getting past not being able to handle all the leads all the time is I have referral partner agents um, and I've been sending them the referrals. So it's kind of like we're a team, but it would be better if, you know, we were all together <laughs> using the same systems and, you know, understanding what's happening on a day-to-day -day basis. So. Right. That would be the major change is probably getting those referral agent partners over to the team. I'm guessing for your part of the world, you're pretty technically savvy. Yeah. There, there are a lot of the people in that part of the world. And, and again, we spend a lot of time in Westcliff, which isn't too far from where you are. And obviously has a very similar South Colorado feel, mountain community, historic railroad and cattle activity, those kinds of things. And I also know that EXP is very technically savvy. Yeah. Do we think that the combination of Sarah and EXP being so technologically advanced when it comes to the real estate world, particularly when we're talking about areas like Levita, that it's going to be difficult for you to find other agents that can jump into your level of technology? I, that is a high consideration. Absolutely. Um, but you know, EXP has a ton of training and so do I, um, we both have great, you know, backgrounds on how to, to handle all of the technology. So, you know, I think that if someone really wants to, they can, they can learn that. And real estate is all about learning. 
year after year, we have to take classes. So we're always learning new things. And, you know, I I find that we do have an older generation of agents out here. Um, I find that they are frustrated because technology is more advanced than what they're used to, but they're not afraid of learning it. It's just they need someone to be there for them to to help them. And so I'm here. Certainly better than trial and error. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yep, just all about the training and having someone there for you, you know, to to help train and coach and you know, be there for you. Well, Sarah, our viewership, our listenership isn't going to be real heavy consumer based. Obviously, Zibby tuned into our video cast here. So, Zibby, thank you for that. And I know Sarah's excited to hear from you. <laughs> Um, But it does seem like this may be a decent way to make sure that the general audience knows what you're looking for on the business side. Uh, Why don't you give us some highlights on how we can reach you? Uh, Sure. Yeah, you can reach me. You just want me to plug my phone number? Yeah, phone, (laughs) social media handles, email, whatever you want. What's, What's the best way for people to reach out to you? Perfect. Um, I, you know, so I'm available however you are comfortable. Uh, phone number 719 212 9008. Email is Sarah at the Sarah And Manshell, oh, it's up on the screen there, but M A N S H E L. And um, you can find me on Facebook just through Sarah Manshell. Somebody's using it already, apparently. I guess so. Wow, you guys are fast. Somebody really wants to talk to you already. All right, so that being the case, um, we're going to run a minute or two over here, and hopefully Jen will forgive me, but she's on the other hemisphere, and there really isn't a whole lot she can do. So (laughs) I'm going to let that slide. But, or hopefully she will too. If not, I'll hear about it when she gets back next (laughs) month. Uh, But Sarah, thank you. This has been great. We've covered a lot of topics that are very important to us here at Just the Tips when it comes to social media and community involvement and CRM and staying on uh, top of being in touch with people and (coughs) team building and team structure. Um, So yeah, I think that this has been fantastic. Would love to have you back for another episode. Awesome. I would love to. Thank you. All right. Well, I will make sure that Jen addresses that upon her return, I think. Uh, that were actually booked through the entirety of 2023. So oh, that very will, nice. Yeah, well, um, I don't know exactly what Jen does because she's some sort of little miracle worker. But for some reason, over the course <laughs> of this year, we were getting like 900 or 9,000% increases in our listenership over, uh, it was either week to week or months. To, the numbers were staggering. And I don't know how it all happened, but uh, credit where credit's due uh, to Jen. She is uh, a well-oiled machine when it comes to this stuff. So Nicely done, Jen. Yeah, no question. So yeah, high demand, but we would love to have you back for another one because it's amazing how different your business is your lifestyle is strictly because of the location and yet the principles the structure the ideas the systems 
really need to be synonymous no matter who you are. So if you're a real estate agent in an 800-person town like Levita, or if you're a real estate agent in an 8-million-person town like Manhattan, these principles apply. They just do. This stuff is, it's it's solid. It's concrete. Um, and it has to be done. So yeah, let's have you back for another uh, episode. And with a, a little bit of luck, it won't be too far down the road. And uh, by then, maybe you will have a couple of agents on your team. Absolutely. Well, hit me up anytime. I'd love to. All right. Well, thank you. I know it's hard to carve this kind of time out on a Monday morning. Uh, let me see if I can't figure out the rest of Jen's logistics here for the show. <laughs> and then uh, stick around. We'll talk for a couple of minutes after we go up. Sounds great. Thanks, right. Adam. For the rest of you, thank you for tuning in. You can catch us just about every week at 1030 Mountain Time with another live episode of How I Met Your Mortgage. And those are uploaded to Apple and Spotify on Wednesdays if you want to catch it there. And all of the goodies, all of the tidbits, all the info about us can be found by texting TIPS to 63566. Again, text TIPS to 63566 and you can get all of that skinny. And we will see you guys next week. Have a good one.